0: Hello, hello, ladies and gentlemen, and a happy Valentine's Day! We're so happy to have you with us on this, the best holiday of the whole year.
1: Easily my favorite one. How's Easily. it going, guys? Easily,
0: oh, it's so great. We are your heart. We are the hardly millennials, and this is the hardly millennial podcast where we are young, dumb, and full of opinions opinions i am adam hansen and across from me i have matthew lynn how's Mat- it going
1: matthew lynn ladies my name and gentlemen. hasn't changed in six days <laughs> thank god it's the only consistency in my life
0: <laughs> oh, i mean i guess that could be a good thing just depends how you look at it perception is everything ladies and gentlemen that's right everyone has a glass and mine's half full yeah so uh Today is Valentine's Day.
1: Happy Valentine's Day. We all have opinions on <laughs> Valentine's Day.
0: What is? What are your opinions on Valentine's Day, Matthew?
1: Well, I love Valentine's Day. Okay. I'm just going to say it. I was hesitant to say that I love Valentine's Day. Do you
0: really love Valentine's well, Day?
1: I do. I really do. Okay. But here's the thing. You get a lot of scrutiny for liking Valentine's Day. Right. Um, because everyone hates it, and it's totally cool to hate it. hmm And especially if you don't have a Valentine, right? Right. Which I don't. Right. Which is fine. Whatever. I don't need no Valentine. <laughs> but I feel like you're kind of obligated to hate it, and I just don't. It's a day of love, and I love love. Love. Love, love. I really enjoy love. So I think we should spread more of it. We should have two Valentine days.
0: But I feel like the reason why a lot of people do hate it is because although, yes, it's marketed as a day of love, but there's the key word there. It's marketed as such. Oh, total marketing because, day. Because... Yeah. I think what it is to a lot of people, and I mean, and mostly men, let's be honest, it's just this, it's a way for stores to, you know, sell more chocolates or whatever, make more money in whatever way that they can. It's just become a very commercial holiday. And then what ends up happening if you don't get your sweetheart something for Valentine's Day? Oh, you're in trouble. It it doesn't cause, it doesn't make for a very good day, right?
1: (laughs) there's one day a year, you better get them something. That's on Valentine's.
0: and that's just it. So at that point, it's so. Where's the line between love and give me shit? You know what I mean.
1: But if there was no Valentine's Day, there would be no need for jewelry stores, other than people getting married. Well, uh, they, they have to days. sell jewelry twice a year at least.
0: Well, well, yeah. I mean that just that just goes back to what I was saying about it just <laughs> being excuses for companies to sell more things and you know just more things that people have to make sure they do for their significant other so that they don't have a bad day that day. It's like you're obligated to do this or you're going to have a bad day. And I feel like most men don't really care about that. But women – It's not
1: going to be a good time. Exactly. <laughs>
0: And as far as like a celebration of love, well, if you're with somebody you love, shouldn't you celebrate that every day or more than oh, just one specific day of the
1: year? That's much easier said than done. Well, I if, mean, come on. We got to well, go to work. We got to send emails. There's shit to do, dude. Well,
0: of course. But I, I just don't ever feel like Valentine's Day is that. I mean, I at least it's never felt that way personally for me in relation when I have had a Valentine's or was in a relationship during Valentine's Day. <laughs> I just I don't know. Like, I'll participate in it. I want to make whoever I'm with happy, absolutely, but just as a holiday in general, I just find it kind of pointless. So I've had two Valentines my whole
1: life, uh-huh. and the first one was in high school, and I remember I didn't make a reservation for a restaurant on Valentine's Day, Uh huh. and if you don't do that, you're screwed. You, you're not going to the restaurant. Oh,
0: yeah, you have to do it, like, you're weeks doomed. out.
1: Well, we went to Chinese food. We <laughs> went to a little a little hole-in-the-wall Chinese food place. Fun. Uh, she was not impressed. Um, she stuck through the whole meal, though. It was Aww. great. She was the ride. She had Aww. the car, so she kind of had to. <laughs> uh, that's how you get them, folks. You make sure that they have the car. Um, but, yeah, so that was great. And then I went years without a Valentine's. And then recently... Uh, what like last year I had another Valentine, mm-hmm. and you would think I would learn, Adam, <laughs> but guess who didn't oh, learn from no. their mistakes? So once again I did not make a reservation, and once again I was doomed. Uh, so we went to Sonic. Shout out to Sonic Drive Through. You guys oh, did me good man. last last uh, Valentine's.
0: I don't think any Valentine. I don't think I've ever taken a Valentine's out to eat on Valentine's Day. Where like what? I. Yeah, like, we just, we never go, like, I always make sure I do something nice for them, but, uh, but I don't think I've ever, like, I mean, we've, we've done things, like, gone out to, like, the movies and things like that, but I've never, <laughs> like, called to make a reservation <laughs> for, May- like, Valentine's Day. Just maybe, okay, shot in the dark here, Uh huh.
1: could that possibly be why maybe you don't have a Valentine this year? No, I don't think well, so. Why, maybe you would never had, like, a consecutive Valentine? Well,
0: uh, maybe, but... Maybe the restaurant's
1: the missing key. It was all you need.
0: But if that's going to be the reason that you're going to decide <laughs> to not be my Valentine's for years to come, then, sorry, I don't really want to be with you. Really? Is it yes. too much to ask
1: for one nice meal a, a year? Come on.
0: I'm not, It's not that I'm not willing to do that. That just hasn't <laughs> been something I've done yet.
1: Well, your actions certainly say you're not willing to do it. Well, maybe not. At least I'm an idiot. I always just have unwilling. a nice...
0: It's not like I just don't... It's not like I just, like, throw a Snickers bar at them and go, <laughs> Happy Valentine's Day. <laughs> like, we make sure... I make sure we have a nice day. I've gotten ice skating on Valentine's Day and done things like that, but you just have never... Him? What?
1: Have you ever cooked for them? Yeah. Really? Yeah. Okay, so that gets you out of the woods there. If, okay. If you don't have to go to the restaurant if you cook for them.
0: I think I've done that a couple times, actually. Like I said, I went ice skating one year with a girl... Like, so I do things, I just, I just don't take them out to eat. I'm like, everybody does that. Like, let's go do something different. Everybody,
1: There's a reason everyone does it, Adam. Yeah, it well, works.
0: I want to push against the grain. <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't like give a fuck why it works. It, there's other things it. that work better. People just take the easy way out. They're like, oh, this is way. There's no thought in taking a girl out to dinner. You can do that any old fucking day. Well, you have to feed them. Well, That's no. not the first obligation. <laughs> then order a pizza, Matthew. Oh, Jesus,
1: Adam. <laughs> You're so romantic. I'm God. actually very romantic. Lady Kintler. Oh, yeah.
0: Really you,
1: you got me. You got me right now.
0: Well, you would, we talk about, you would love it if I was like, Happy Valentine's, Matthew, here's a pizza. You would well, love well, that shit. Well, fuck yeah, but I'm not a girl. So? Valentine's is, a is Valentine's, like, gender-specific, Matthew?
1: Oh, don't go there with me, Adam. <laughs> don't you go there with
0: me. <laughs> no, no, no. I, I, I'd like to think I'm, I'm very romantic when it comes to Valentine's Day. I just don't do the whole taking you out to eat thing, because usually we end up doing a What's a romantic thing anyway. you've done? What'd you do? I've just told you.
1: Other than ice skating, what's, what's another one?
0: What else did I do? Oh, uh there was... I don't know. There was this one time we went. Uh, God, what was the place called? It was like it wasn't main event, but it was like some place that was like that that we okay. went and had. I don't know. I I, no I've idea just had. I've just had good a good time with Valentines. I've never heard yeah, complaints. No. Hmm. Seemed, every every Valentines I've taken the <laughs> do your, stuff has always seemed very
1: happy. <laughs> You've five stars. All your feedback is positive.
0: I would like to think so. Okay. Well,
1: all you can go by is reviews, right?
0: Well, what I mean, what have you done? Oh, well, you've, you've missed out I on two reservations. You, I, I dropped the ball <laughs> twice. You're over here giving me shit about how romantic <laughs> I am. And Matthew's taking fucking Valentine's dates to the Sonic drive-thru. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, asshole. <laughs> happy Valentine's Day, ladies and happy gentlemen. Happy Valentine's. We, we love you all. We hope you're all very happy with your significant other today.
1: So, okay, I want to touch on something that I read today that was, like, super fascinating to me. Okay. Okay? But I just hope that I can articulate this well. Okay. Okay. So are you familiar with the six degrees of separation?
0: Yeah, the six degrees, what is it, six degrees from Kevin Bacon or something is a common game?
1: That's a common game. Okay, so the concept is, guys, that you, right now, listening to us, you are only six people away from... Anyone in the world that you can think of. Okay? Okay. So I guess the concept of it is if it's you, and then you have a friend, right? So now that's one step. And now this friend, let's say they have like a Facebook that has 10,000 followers, mm-hmm. or even 100 followers, okay? So now the second step would be all those 100 people that are their followers. And then the third step is each of those people, what they know. And when you do this six times, right? you've reached everybody. Like, I don't know. I'm not a mathematician. I just read it in a book. That's what they said. Okay. Okay. So you can do that with Kevin Bacon. You can say, you know, there's only six people between you and Kevin Bacon. And you try to figure out who those six people are. It's a fun game. Right. Right. So Netflix, our beloved Netflix entertainment system that we all know, they did a little study. And they took all their viewers and they did some math. All right. They put a guy in a room Mm -hmm. and they were like, we'll give you a bonus if you can figure this one out. And he figured out that every Netflix fl- Netflix viewer is only six TV shows away from any other person who uses Netflix. Okay. Does that, does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. So like between me and you, there's only six shows different before you get to another show that you've watched also. Oh, okay. Like, I, I would see. have to yeah. watch six shows and then between there, I've gotten to one that you've watched before.
0: I'm actually more surprised that it's six degrees. I would think that it would actually be less. Well, there's there's just about 200 million people on
1: Netflix, like users. So, I mean, that's a pretty big number.
0: Hmm. Pretty big. But I mean, but you're saying that... So you're saying six degrees from the specific viewer, not the show the viewer is watching. Because if you're saying from whatever the viewer is watching... No, I think it's the show.
1: I think the stipulation is the show. Like, there's... There's six shows. Oh no, I guess it would be the person, wouldn't it? I just feel
0: like it'd make more sense if it were the person. Because yeah, it has to I, be the I I feel like it's very common to like you don't need six degrees. It's very common to run to another stranger who watches, you know, you. Or yeah, but there's whatever. people in other
1: countries that watch stuff too. Well, and, like of other course. countries are into like different titles than we are. Well, of course. I mean so when you incorporate all that. I
0: guess you I guess you could use the the theory, the game, whatever you would call it, with maybe more of an obscure movie. But I don't know. I guess it's just it's just harder to do with it's, it's things the person. like TV's. And, yeah, yeah. you're six person. TV shows yeah. away
1: from any other person who uses Netflix. That makes sense. Yeah, that's what it is. That there you go, sense. guys. We got there. So I thought that was really interesting. Um, and I'm gonna actually go off on a little bit of like a oh, what do they call that? Like when you think that like a conspiracy. Okay, I okay. have a little bit of a conspiracy here. So there's six degrees between you and any other person. Right. And there's also, if you take a piece of paper, you can only fold a piece of paper six times before you can't fold the paper anymore. Okay. Okay. I even watched a guy with a hydraulic press. He tried to push it really hard. It literally turns into like sawdust. Really? Yeah, you physically can't fold it more than six times. Hmm. All right. So I wonder what other sixes there are in the world. Maybe six is like in this matrix we live in, you know, if it is all a program, mm-hmm. ma- maybe it can't go more than six times, like anything.
0: That's a... I'm still
1: developing the theory.
0: Yeah, it's... A, it's it's in inter- its infancy. It's an interesting theory, though. I'd like to see what else it would apply to, you know, if we know it applies to the six degrees of gender- of separation.
1: I'm just saying there's two different instances. Right. It can't be a coincidence. There's no way.
0: No, I don't think there's really coincidences in the world, honestly. You don't believe in coincidi? (laughs) Coincidi? No, (laughs) not really. I think it's all... So, to kind of answer that question, I'm going to go to something I read uh, a few years ago, actually, but it's just something that stuck with me, to where there was this gentleman who was documented in life to being struck by lightning, I think it was twice in his life. Okay. So it was one time, I think, when he was younger, and another time when he was older. And then when he died, he was, bur- he was buried and there were documented cases of two separate occasions, but lightning specifically striking at his grave. Uh, two oh, no kidding. Instances. Yeah.
1: getting him even in the afterlife.
0: <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> no kidding. So, and obviously that's like strange. So you have this guy who was struck by lightning twice and real, you know, when he was living and then his grave site struck twice in the same spot twice while, you know, he was dead, obviously. And, but when they asked, uh, what, whatever probability specialist is out there that deals with probably some right, specialist, some deals with, yeah, something. something like that, yeah. they were, were, they were asking them about this anomaly and the guy was literally saying like, with how many people there are, with how many storms that happen, with how many lightning strikes happen every year, it's actually not out of the realm of probability for that to happen to somebody really yeah really absolutely i mean it makes sense think about how many people there are in the world just that everything this guy was listening how how many storms there are a year all around Four the world times. how many is this yeah sure in the whole history of human history sure
1: i can believe why aren't that. there more like three-time occasions then
0: I don't know. Maybe there are. Maybe they're just not documented like this guy's was. That's true. This guy's just happened to be documented. They just happened to have the proof that this did happen. Maybe it does happen a lot or more so than we would think. But
1: Well, they say a lot of artists get famous after they pass. So I guess that was this guy's case. Yeah.
0: (laughs) Famous for being struck (laughs) by lightning multiple times. I but, mean, that's
1: a heck of a thing to go down in history for.
0: Yeah. But, I mean, that's why I don't believe in, like, quince, qu- quince die, as, <laughs> Thank you. as you say. <laughs> but, you yeah. know, it's fun when those instances happen, and it's fun to recognize them, but I just don't believe it's coincidence. I think that's just another a word we use to describe rare things happening like that.
1: Yeah. You know, I. In all fairness, I've always said that I don't believe in coincidence either. Mm-hmm. I think I'm one of those, like, things happen for a reason. I don't believe in, like, I don't go as far as destiny. Okay? I don't think that, like, your whole life is totally predetermined. Right. I really don't. Um, But I do think that, you know, um, oh, boy. (laughs) Having a brain
0: fart, Matthew.
1: (laughs) Well, I looked deep into your eyes, (laughs) and for a second I saw a twinkle.
0: I understand that. I lost it. And that's why I can afford to take girls ice skating on Valentine's Day, Matthew. <laughs> because you don't do that because the they conversation. just that, they just have that twinkle. They oh see my. that twinkle and they're like, that's it. Actually, hold on. Since they're having a braid fart, I actually want to <laughs> sure. backtrack to Valentine's Day stuff. Yeah, take it over for us, Adam. Well, I read this I read this article today. I was just curious about what was in the news as far as Valentine's Day was um, concerned, right? And I found this article that was talking about how people celebrated Valentine's Day in Europe back between the 15th and 17th century. Okay. And what they used to do every year is you used to get your Valentine's by a drawing. So women uh, would write fun. their name, men would write their name. They would put them in a jar. It was this random? One. Yeah, it was just random, but and they and they even made mention that like the man's choice obviously took precedence over the woman's choice yep. because obviously everybody sure. had two valentines at that point. But and the reason why that point is uh, important is because they said that in a lot of cases that would be your valentines. For the rest of the year. Oh my gosh, you were next stuck Valentines. with that person. Well, it wasn't that you were stuck with them. It was all in good fun. It was like you create. It was this, this way of creating a like a social bond with somebody. Oh, so it's like oh, so it was almost like done in a goofy joking manner. Like oh, this is my Valentine's. Oh, that's kind of fun. And, I like. And that. there would be more kind of formal things like if your Valentine was going to some event and needed an escort and didn't have one, your Valentine would come and kind of pick up the slack. So it was about creating like this social bond within the community, and, That's they, beautiful. and they said everybody from like villages to like royal courts actually practiced this.
1: No kidding, yeah. but obviously you had to stay in your own realm, right? Oh like yeah, you couldn't pick the king. Oh no, 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 no nothing of like that. Not.
0: But of not. but people within, but they did. There was a documented case of I think it was Queen Elizabeth the who. They were talking about there was you – know, during the royal court, because it's everybody who's just kind of involved in uh, the royal court. I don't know who would all be part of that back in the – Yeah. I think it's just his homies. Yeah. It's the yeah. they groupies. But they were talking about how there was somebody kind of like lower on the totem pole who ended up getting the queen.
1: Oh, nice. You know, but they Score. kind of – But
0: it was like – the reason why it's documented is because they ended up becoming, I guess, good friends through history. Oh, okay. So – but I guess it started with the Valentine's Day drawing – Do you think that they drew out of a jar?
1: And that their story started with a jar, I like did. ours did.
0: And then they put money in there for next year to do it again, <laughs> and to do a more extravagant, to get more media equipment. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Clearly. That must be what it is. They just forgot to write that part. Exactly. <laughs> www.gofundme.com forward slash hardly millennial. So anyways, I read that. <laughs> so that was fun. I thought that was a good read, though. I like never See, knew something like that was done.
1: Valentine's Day is a cute holiday. There's nothing to hate about it all these valentines haters just quiet down it's a it's a beautiful
0: holiday yeah i mean i don't know what it celebrates what's it, what's it for oh uh, uh, all i know is that there there was somebody in history named saint valentine or saint, saint valentine or something like that <laughs> valentine some, some <laughs> shit like that i don't i don't know what the story is i just know it has something no to do with saint valentine but but no, I mean, it, it is a lovely holiday. And look, the the argument that I was making earlier, you could really use for any holiday ever. You know, en- enjoy the holiday. Not Christmas. Hell yeah, Christmas is so Fuck commercialized. No,
1: Christmas is the most sacred holiday of them all.
0: It's still a commercialized holiday. Nope. If you choose to live it in a, or celebrate it in a sacred manner, that's cool. But as society is concerned, Western society is Christmas is timeless, bro.
1: Christmas will never go away. I don't it's think it'll most, go a- It's the most beloved holiday.
0: I don't think it'll go away, and I'm not arguing that's not the most beloved holiday, but it's also the most commercialized <laughs> holiday. Let's all go out and make sure we get a bunch of stuff for people we don't like so that they like us for the next year.
1: No way.
0: Yes way. It's all
1: about bringing people together. Yeah. As and some- then the gift of of giving. Giving is a gift.
0: For some people, sure. think right? That's, uh, some people I feel don't, look, I, it's just commercialized. It is. It's clearly, <laughs> I love Christmas.
1: It's my favorite.
0: I love Christmas too.
1: I'm a, but I'm allowed to think like it's commercialized. It. I'm allowed
0: to think it's commercialized. Yeah, of course I love Christmas. I've always loved Christmas.
1: Tell but, us what your favorite holiday is, guys. Let us know. Yeah, let Maybe us Maybe we're know. totally wrong. Maybe we're cliche. Yeah. Maybe it's like, I don't know. Beer Day? National Beer Day is probably pretty beloved. Is there a National Beer Day? Oh, God, I imagine there is. Mm-hmm.
0: I know there's a no, I know about No Shave November. Don't they have but... a whole
1: week in October that's all about beer? Isn't that an Oktoberfest? Isn't that a thing?
0: Oh, I guess that would be it, but yeah. I wouldn't... People love beer, bro. Yeah. No, people love beer, but I just don't know if that's... I guess if, you're... if there's going to be a week at all, it'd be Oktoberfest, right?
1: You, you know, speaking of beer, I uh, I do a lot of reading mm-hmm. during the day, especially while you're at work.
0: Mhm-, because
1: mm-hmm. there's nothing else to do, really. <laughs> so <laughs> I read that um, millennials are statistically are drinking less, okay. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it has to do with health and all this. And that. But this particular article was saying that it had to do with, so there's so much social media now, right? And everyone's right. always recording like everything, right? Right? So people are literally like afraid to act out or do things crazy. Oh, yeah because they don't want to be like drunk on social media yeah right because your work might see it your god forbid your partner who doesn't Mm -hmm. know you're out maybe they might see it Right. right so people are going to less of these social situations because of a social network which is super ironic to me
0: i think that'll go away though why how why would it go away not not social media going away, but I mean oh, yeah. just the stigma of being afraid of like being recorded or being afraid of, well, just as I said, being a uh, being afraid of being recorded for acting out or like being right. drunk on camera. I think right now the reason why that exists is because going off of what you were talking about with millennials too, we also come from a time where beginning of cell phones <laughs> and the beginning of digital cameras, you weren't. That wasn't something you grew up doing. You didn't have to worry about when you were 14 going to some party you shouldn't be going to and worrying about somebody filming it. And if they did, well, it was going to be such shitty camera quality. Nobody's going to be able to make you out anyway. So the reason why I think a stigma like that exists now is because we came from that. But I think once you go up in generations, the generations coming just aren't going to care. I well, think who you are on the internet and who you are in person are going to be very, two very different things and people are going to recognize it as, as such.
1: Interesting you say that. Okay. Because actually the article did expand a little bit on the generations okay. and said, so between the boomers and uh, generation X. M- are you talking about the one before us? Yeah, which one's before Millennials? X. X. Okay, so between X and Millennials, Uh there was like a 10%, it was 10 point something, decrease in the sales of alcohol. And there was like a 1% or 2% increase in the sales of non-alcoholic beverages, okay? So then between us, the Millennials, Mm -hmm. and then Gen Z, the next ones, they found a 20% so far difference between the consumption of alcohol and it's gone up almost five percent in the non-alcoholic beverages so it it, the numbers are actually showing for whatever reason that as the generations go on there's less and less drinking happening
0: interesting well then i would make that argument just being that because i think we're actually in a I don't know what the right first word would be for this, but kind of a renaissance as far as health and fitness is concerned amongst, I should say, uh, at least Western society. Yeah. Because we're starting to learn more and more about how the body works. We're starting to understand more about why the things we eat affect us the way that they do. And with that understanding, it's getting people a lot more health conscious. You know, people are more willing to do these crash diets or being able to, you know, like the not smoking thing, for example, is a big one. You know, when right. when our parents were younger, you know, smoking cigarettes was I mean, you they people knew it was bad, but there wasn't such a stigma on it. Everybody just no, everybody smoked, did it. You know, yeah. and now there's such a stigma on it to where when you have these newer generations that are coming up, generation Z specifically, they're not growing up as smokers. And even our generation, the millennial generation, you know, we're we're more likely to try to quit smoking at a younger age because we did grow up with the stigma of smoking.
1: But all that's happening though is is that the technology is changing. There's well, yeah. still just as many smokers, if not more. They're just taking it in as vape from these e-cigarettes
0: and these jewels. Yeah, and that's the unfortunate thing. We did find just a sub... I mean, but... I So all they did was change the technology. Yeah, I was going to say it might be a step in the right direction, but with the recent research I've read about vapes, it doesn't really seem like it and is.
1: In my opinion, it doesn't mean people are getting any worse when mm-hmm. these numbers go up. It it literally just means there's more people. Mm -hmm. So obviously the numbers are going to increase because the test pool is larger. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? So that has a lot to do with it too.
0: I kind of – I read a bit of a contra – I guess it's not a contradicting article because what this man was describing or this author of this article is describing uh, was that – was a theory that actually because more uh, kids are vaping now – that it's actually going to turn back into smoking cigarettes later because of just the <laughs> amount of nicotine that's in the vapes compared to the cigarettes. Right. So it's just like when you first start smoking cigarettes, right? You're And for those out there who smoke cigarettes, you'll be able to relate to this. Mm, but, there's a few of us. Yeah, there's a few of us left. But... <laughs> You're, you're always looking for something, you know, you, you try the lighter ones and then you want something a little stronger and you right. do that and, that. and that's what's going to happen with vapes. You have these kids are, and nobody, no kids getting a vape that with juice that has zero nicotine in it. They're all getting stuff that has at least a little bit of nicotine. Sure. And once their body gets addicted to that, well, it's going to crave it more and want it more. And then smoking it all the time's not going to be enough. So, or another thing could happen. They'll be smoking it all the time. And they're like, oh, I'm, I keep smoking it all the time because I'm really addicted to the, the 2% nicotine that's in there. I'm going to move it up to six. So I'm not vaping on it as much. I can take one hit and set it down. And we all know that doesn't work. That just snowballs. It just makes you more addicted. But that was this guy's theory that actually because of vapes and because of the nicotine level in vapes, it's actually just going to convert more vapors into smokers later on in life.
1: I could see it just in, like, every generation doesn't want to do what their parents did, obviously. So our parents... We at
0: least try not to.
1: Yeah, our parents' parents, so our grandparents, smoked, Mm -hmm. right? And then our parents smoked a lot. They, like, really upped the ante on it. Right. And then we were like, well, smoking's lame now. We don't want to do it anymore. But we still want to be addicted to nicotine and look cool and smoke out, which is not cool, by the way. But whatever. Yeah. So... We were like, okay, we have these electronic cigarettes, right? So then now the generation after us grew up with electronic cigarettes. They're going to be all into it. And their kids, whatever's after Z, is going to say, well, it's been two generations of these e-cigarettes. These things are lame. Oh, yeah. Oh, look what our our great-grandparents used to do. It's so classy to smoke a cigarette. Let's do that. Yeah. And then they'll come back to cigarettes. Yeah. Or, or, you know, transform into something else. Or maybe they'll go back to, like, pipe tobacco, mm-hmm. just take it way back.
0: I think what's happening, too, <laughs> is so you have you have this switch. You know, I said earlier you had this kind of health and fitness renaissance, but I'll, I'm going to retract that statement and just say it's just a renaissance period because what you're oh. seeing because what you're seeing also is not just only these cigarettes turning to vapes but there's basically just drug alternatives that people are getting addicted to not knowing they're addicted to it and the yeah. gen, and later down the line 20 30 years down the line there's they're, they're going to be known as drugs they're going to be known as you like, you about, like prescription addictions. pills and stuff? But well prescription pills are one those are the obvious ones right. but I mean also things like social media I think that's going to come out about, oh, make sure you're only spending this much time. Make sure your kids aren't spending a lot of time on social media. You're starting to see stuff like that now. And there's starting to be more and more studies showing that you do get addicted to it and you do get depressed when you don't have it. It can definitely um, mess with your head. Mm -hmm. uh, There was a third one that I can't remember now. but. Social media and I, I know is going to be a bit. Oh video games. I think video oh, games yeah, is going man. to be another one There are people out there who are legit addicted to video games. Well, they're so realistic now, man mm-hmm. It's hardly even a video game anymore. Yeah,
1: you got this virtual reality and then you got augmented reality yeah.
0: Well, and you can talk to people who are playing these games with you now So so why the need for human interaction? So that is why I think drinking is actually going down I don't think it has anything to do with kids not wanting to act out per se and be worried about being caught on camera right. i think kids just aren't going out they're i think just, people entertaining are entertaining
1: themselves differently
0: yeah well and they might still be that's not to say they're not socializing they may still be socializing you know they you can have skype conversations and have five of your friends on the skype conversation while you're doing homework anymore true you know and hang out with your friends online it's more social than ever yeah it's just not going out right so and i think that's the only reason and i think adding on to like the the health and fitness renaissance I added on to there. Nobody wants to drink because they know it's bad for you and people aren't wanting to do that kind of stuff anymore. It's our generations that keep that stuff going but... That's not to say these new generations aren't going to have their own issues. It's just going to be in the form of, oh, you're not a addic- you're not an alcoholic, you're a video game addict. Oh, you're not a stoner, you're a social media guru. You know, whatever it is. Guru, yeah. I love it. <laughs> <laughs> but but like whatever it is, that's it's possible. just that that's the Renaissance. It's just everything's changing. Everything's kind of taking a 180 on us, and eventually that will be the norm for a long time. But we're just caught up in the middle of it. That's why I think our generation, the millennial generation, is so interesting because we are we we have the rare we've been given this rare opportunity to be a part of that transition that only a handful of generations in the human history. We we're very history, much
1: in that like weird mm-hmm. zone. We we saw a little, we saw some of the past, and then we're seeing the future too. Yeah, and like it's interesting because we grew up in kind of both, so we can mesh them together. Right, you know. Whereas the ones before us were one thing and ones after us are just one thing. We're
0: the buffer generation. Yeah, exactly which has its – it's,
1: it's a double-edged sword.
0: It's very much so a double-edged sword. <laughs> but you can also argue about that with a lot of generations too. I think Generation Z is going to grow up kind of complaining a lot about their upbringing. And I think the reason why – the reason for that is just going to be more so uh, – of the millennial generation, their parents or the generation Xers, I should say, are more so their parents, uh, growing up in this time where you did go. The generation Xers, especially, because they grew up in a time in the eighties, really before there was any crazy technology or oh, social they saw the media. the very beginning of computers. Yeah, they were still yeah. going to bars to meet people and things like that. You know, nobody was swiping right on an app. But they're the ones raising this generation <laughs> Z who in Generation Z is used to doing, you know, social media with everything.
1: It's that's very true. You know, so I have crazy thoughts that happen in my head. And as you're talking about social media and all these different platforms and ways to be social, right, mm-hmm. they all take senses. Right. So, you know, you got, you got your five senses. You got, like, touch and smell and sight. And you use all of those to interact with these people, even though you're not, like, even in the same room with them. Right? right It still takes your senses so if you had to
0: lose a sense what, what do you give up what do you lose um so the five senses are what touch taste sight uh, sound and what touch smell right smell yeah uh, which which so which one could I live without yeah which one do you give up bro you got to give one up hmm well I don't want to give up my sight or my... <laughs> That's a, that's a tough one. You need all mm-hmm. of them. No? I think I would give up taste. Taste. I think I would give up taste. Oh. I think that would be the Don't least... you lose
1: smell along with that though?
0: No, I don't think so. I think uh things may No, I don't think I don't think those are associated. I think like
1: It smells like great apple pie but just tastes like cardboard.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't even know how you would describe. It's that's like so how, sad. it's like how do you describe I have a friend who can't smell, like so he can't describe what it's like to not smell, but he can breathe, right? So what does everything – what goes think, into his nostrils, you know? So if you can't taste,
1: okay, and you eat like a donut. Right. So the taste of the donut isn't really what makes your brain happy. It's the sugar in the donut, right? That's what sets off the endorphins. Yes. So if you're a person who finds themselves living a life of no taste, right? You have you can't taste anything. Right. Do you still get happy when you eat donuts?
0: No, I don't think so. You'd have to. I th- No, I think – well, it depends how you've trained your body beforehand. If you were born without being able to taste, you would have no problem just always eating healthy foods because you're not getting any enjoyment out of it one way or the I, other.
1: I think that if you ate a donut every day as a person with no taste, uh-huh. that your body would start to crave donuts.
0: I, Well, the only way I think that would happen is if for whatever reason – because – When you first like when you have your first donut, right? Let's say you can't taste, and you don't have your first donut until you're like older, like of cognizance age, right? Okay. So you have that donut, like in order for your body to now crave a donut over and over again, you would have had to be eating a donut, like at least one donut every day, or a a donut every other day, or a donut frequently enough to where your body is able to be like, "Oh, we need that we need that sugar. We need that sugar. We need that sugar. Without that, your body's not going to crave it." So, if for if like so the case that I would say that'd be correct is if their parents were feeding him junk food every day even though he couldn't taste. Well, yeah, eventually he's going to crave junk food because that's what his body's used to regardless of whether he can taste it or not.
1: I think I would still eat Snickers. You think so? If I lose my taste tomorrow, it's oh, such well, a habit. I would just go to the QT and I would buy a Snickers.
0: But you, but that's different. So you're say so you're asking if I were to just like, lo, like lose a. Oh, sense. you lose it
1: tomorrow. You're losing it after the podcast. You got to give up a sense. I still think it'd be taste. Taste. Yeah. Interesting.
0: Well, I look at it in the sense of this. Like, I, I'm in the media business. I, I went to film school. I enjoy movies. I enjoy music. So I don't want to lose my sight or my or being able to hear. Right. <laughs> um touch i've seen documentaries of people who oh, that's can't a hard feel life. shit that's a hard life and dude. yeah i'm i'm not about that i'm not, i'm not going to do this thing where i stub my toe and break my leg and have zero clue it's broken nope right. I'm not that's, doing that that's such a pain so it just makes sense or lack that, uh, no pun intended yeah <laughs> and then smell like oh, i guess there's no reason that i uh, I guess taste or smell.
1: Smell's kind of half good because then there's a lot of bad smells you would
0: get rid of. Too. Yeah, I guess. I don't know why. I, I, I For some reason, smell wasn't even in the cards for me when I was thinking about this. But I guess there's no reason why <laughs> smell. So now that I,
1: I haven't given an answer yet for myself. Right. So now that we've talked about it, I agree. Smell would definitely be the easiest one. Mm-hmm. But I'll let you know, before we talked about that, I was going to say sound. Really? I was going to give up hearing because I'm halfway there. I was born almost deaf in my left ear anyway, Uh right? So I just feel like you would still get all of the pleasures, right? You still get touch. You still get smell and taste and sight. So you still get to enjoy all the wonderful things in life. Right. It's just quiet. It's just nice
0: and peaceful. And it's just you and all the enjoyment. See, I mean, I I, I understand that, but just... So for me, just as somebody who likes to watch movies and play video videos. It, it games would ruin my job. I wouldn't stuff. be able to do this. Right. We'd have to get a camera and you know. sign it. I
1: guess. Yeah, there you go. A sign language podcast. That's there you go. Somebody take that idea and run with it. Yeah. That's genius.
0: Just make sure you tag the name Hardly Millennial on there. That's all. It's all we ask. Hardly
1: Millennial Matlin. That's all we ask. ask. Go me. All that stuff. <laughs> just talk about it.
0: <laughs> but uh, yeah. So smell or taste. I, I probably would take away smell. Well, now, I have I in have, hindsight, smell is definitely the easiest. Right. Well, and I have friends who – or like I said, I have a good friend who was literally born without being able to smell. But he still really? loves his f- – Oh, yeah. And he can taste? Yeah, he can taste just fine. Really? Mm-hmm. I've always heard they're well, tied together. Well, they are tied together. <laughs> but – so he can still – like he can taste the difference between pizza and ice cream, right?
1: Okay. But so
0: – but he can't describe the way pizza tastes to him because – So he doesn't get the details.
1: Yeah. But he knows the difference between cheese and steak and like the the obvious stuff. He can taste like ranch dressing and know it's different than something else.
0: And I mean, who knows? Maybe he does get the details, but he's never been able or never been able to smell. So he can't describe to you like, oh, well, it used to taste like this, but now I can't smell. So it tastes like this, you know.
1: Every other instance I've ever seen or heard of, or any document case I know of, of, like, a human who has lost an ability or a sense or a limb mm-hmm. or, like, anything that almost everyone else has and you take it away from someone, they almost always figure out a way to adapt. Oh, like yeah. Like, the human body, how we're set up and just the way we're built... We're super, super adaptable,
0: dude. Yeah, I think... Like you take
1: someone's arm away, and there's many cases where people will, like, start to use their feet for things. Right.
0: Well, you know the story of Helen Keller, right? Yeah. The, girl the deaf, to talk deaf, or, blind... Yeah, she was deaf mute, and... Mute, uh, right? Was it all three? Well, mute because she was deaf and blind, yeah. yeah okay. But, so she... Um, and for those out there who don't know the story, there is this... Young lady named uh, Helen Keller, mm-hmm. and she had a—I don't know what you would call the, this woman's profession, but but she had a mentor of sorts come in and try to like teach this uh, girl how to communicate who didn't right. have you know sight. And she
1: had zero communication senses zero communication.
0: So her parents would basically always spoil her and everything, and oh, this sure. girl became a spoiled brat because of at least that's the way the story depicts it, but. Um, This girl, though, just because of – now, this woman helped her by doing things like signing and having her feel her hands to understand the signing. Right. And through that process, this girl at the end – this is always the climax of the story. She's able to say the word water. Oh, really? Because, yeah, and this girl has never heard. She's never been able to see. And it
1: sounds – it sounds – um, articulate, you can you can understand she's saying water. Yeah,
0: I mean it's it sounds a little like you of know course. muffled, of but course. Like, but yeah, you can tell it was her trying no to kidding. say water. That's amazing. And as she got as this girl got older, she can now speak fluent sentences. No still way, still without being able to hear, or without being able to see. No way. And the reasoning behind that is because kind of what you were saying, your mind just finds a way. It just builds gets around it. Yes.
1: Yeah. Even if you're totally capable physically, Mm -hmm. if you bonk your head or you have like, you know, a seizure or something happens to your brain Mm -hmm. and you lose those connections in your brain, um, you might forget stuff for a while, but you can be retaught everything. Like your brain will just make new connections around the dead ones. Mm -hmm. So there's people who fall off a roof and they forget, they can't talk anymore. Right. Like, and they can, they have words in their head, and they know what they want to say. They can write sentences, but they just can't talk, for whatever reason. And you can reteach those people how to
0: talk. There was this story similar to that, of this gentleman who, bonked his head, and then was <laughs> able to speak like fluent, uh, Mandarin Chinese. Oh no! Ki- it went the other way. Yeah, he didn't forget. He so, like he, how is that possible? Well, no, no, it wasn't that he didn't have like he was studying Mandarin Chinese and oh, stuff like that. Okay. But whereas okay. like, but it was like through a period of years, right? He couldn't speak fluently beforehand. He just knew certain things of it and
1: it put it all together. And in his yeah,
0: head. it was like he bonked his head and his brain just made connections and he was just able to speak fluently. No, that's amazing. Yeah. Wow. So there are little instances like that. Your brain's such a fragile thing. It's well, wild. you know how they
1: have people they call like savants, which yeah. would be like they're extremely extraordinarily intelligent in right. one thing, like but prodigies. They, yeah, but they lack a lot in everything else, right? They usually need help through life and stuff like that.
0: Um, gotcha. Okay, like
1: Einstein. Einstein was an incredible genius, but he also wasn't very social, and like you know, he developed older. Habits at a young age.
0: Isn't that literally what we call autism now or how we describe things like autism and Asperger's
1: I'm not I I I don't want to dwell there because I don't know for sure But I know that at one point a name for that was called a savant and that just meant you were really good at one thing Not so great at everything else. Gotcha. Okay, so um I've heard that there are these people who can do like math really incredibly quickly. You can give them these like three notebook page long equations and they can just look at it and then look up at you and say a number. And that number's the answer.
0: I knew a girl like that in high school. No kidding. Yeah.
1: So what I've read and heard about that is that they have the same skills that me and you have in our mm-hmm. brain, but there's certain parts of your brain that are tied to primal instincts, mm-hmm. like your heart beating and your eyes blinking Stuff that happens without you thinking about it. Right. Well, parts of your brain that are cognitive, like math or music or um, any anything else that's intellectual, math, music, stuff like that, it can bleed in to the parts of your brain that are for like your heart beating. Right. So now you have a cognitive part that's built connections with a primal part, oh, and that's why it becomes subconscious. You're still going through that thought process, but you're doing it with your primal
0: brain. So if we could find a way to artificially make those connections you in could our have brain. savants. Yes, you could create them. Wow. Yeah. That's wild. This girl I knew in high school was, j- just as you said, she could look at a math problem and just... Instantly tell you oh, what it it's was. Incredible to me. I'm and jealous. Now it wasn't to the point. Maybe it was like this. We just never tested this on her in high school, but it, these were things like, "Oh, what's you know, five thousand two hundred and thirty-six divided by you know, 58 These questions like that. So nothing like crazy equations or anything. But we would sit there with a calculator and we'd ask her these questions, and it, it sometimes it may- maybe take her like a second and a half. And then, she, you know, her eyes would roll up in the background. She'd think, and then she'd come out with a number. And it was always I'm on sure. the dot every single time.
1: It's crazy. I bet she had something like, yeah. like what I was describing going we, on. Because we were doing decimals, fractions, the whole nine yards. <laughs> I've also heard that with numbers, I'm really fascinated with numbers, guys. I love numbers. It's true. Um, I've heard that most people on average, I think, can do about five to seven digits in their head, can remember that much at once.
0: Oh, like on uh, average? Yeah. Gotcha.
1: So what people who are extraordinary at math can do and you uh-huh. can even train yourself to do this uh-huh. is instead of thinking of them as units um, like points in your head mm-hmm. you actually turn it into pictures yeah um, I've heard, so I've I've heard, heard about like those techniques. people will think instead of 100 they'll think Apple mm-hmm. you know and like all the numbers between one and nine they'll have a picture for them in their head like a dog or a house or a and they'll literally you can end up getting answers by a picture in your head. You'll that makes see sense. like a dog and a house and a square mm-hmm. and you'll know that that's 3724. But your brain can process an image much faster than it can do a math equation for whatever reason. Right. So, yeah, that's you can actually train yourself to do stuff like that.
0: That makes sense. I've I was into a little bit uh <laughs> not that I was Into it in the sense if I wanted to participate, but just people who were doing these. I get. I think it's in New York. They have this big memory competition. Oh yeah, where it's like once a year, people come down and they test your memory, and the person with the best memory at the end wins. And this gentleman went on a TED Talks. Who wanted to do a story about this? Taught himself the techniques, put himself in the competition, then ended up just winning the competition. No way. Yeah. And this was a gentleman who just that he had no idea how to memorize these things, and he learned those kind of techniques. You can teach it. Because yeah. I know one of the, th- uh, one of the contests that they do during during one of the rounds is they'll show you a series of pictures, and you get to look at the pictures for I think like two seconds, and there's a name written on it. And then later they'll show you the picture. These are pictures of people, by the way. And then they'll show you the picture of the person afterwards, and you have to just say their name really quickly. Yeah. Yeah, So they were saying that the way that they would do that is just as you said, they'd kind of paint a picture or they would tell themselves a story about that person. Yep. So, or like recognize things like, oh, they remember, oh, Catherine had the green streak in her hair. This person had this. That's how your brain works. Mm -hmm.
1: So actually, when we walk through life, um, that's why people miss things so much is because your brain fills in the blanks mm-hmm. all the time. So that's why scam artists and stuff like that, and magicians, and right? They take the, advantage. That's the of glory those. of it yeah. is it, they're not actually don't have any powers, obviously, but they understand. They know the blind spots. Your brain, yes, they mm-hmm. know the blind spots.
0: Yeah, there was a. Uh, do you, there was so I'm somebody who. I'm very much the opposite. I hate numbers. I hate math. <laughs> I let me let me let me so let me put it into sp- perspective for the sake of this story of how bad I really am at math, ladies and gentlemen. So, I have had to take algebra 1 three times. Oh, Adam. I've had to do college math twice. I did fundamentals of geometry <laughs> and then I had to take a regular geometry class. I did take up to Algebra 2, but I failed the Algebra 2. My teacher passed me because she felt sorry for me.
1: Aww.
0: So that is how bad <laughs> oh, no. I am in math.
1: That's not good.
0: However, I love astronomy, and I love okay. anything having to do with space. So at one point in college, I was taking this class, I think it was called Life in the Universe is what it was called. Okay. And it was just basically a a core of like, all the core stuff of astronomy so how to read color spectrums how to like the different exoplanets are out there dope yeah. yeah it was a very that fun really class. fascinating but that's and just Just that those things fascinate me. I'm fascinated with that subject. Now within this class, there was actually a lot of math involved because now we were getting into some things with like physics and probabilities. The space
1: is tons of math, dude. Yeah,
0: a Uh lot of that. And I aced that class. I aced all the math. Because you were into it. Because yeah, you cared about studying it. Because now I was applying something that I hate. But I was applying it towards something that I really enjoyed learning about. See that? So you're better than you think. Mm-hmm. You just, yeah, you exactly. just don't want to learn stuff you think is boring. I just had no interest in math. That was exactly what that told me. It's, oh, I'm not bad at math. I just have no interest in math.
1: See, that's the difference. I love math. Like, mm-hmm. it's actually fun for me. I was the kid who would sit there and try to count the, tre- the leaves on a tree.
0: Oh, yeah, see. You know,
1: like, it's just, it's how I choose to spend my day. You know, my, one of my favorite games, hmm. I could tell the whole world this now. Um, so I love when I'm driving down like the highway, uh-huh. okay? And there's these billboards, right? Right. And they have phone numbers on them. Well, my favorite game is to try to add up the numbers and the phone number real fast uh-huh. before you drive past this, the billboard. Right. And if you don't get it done before you drive past, you got to remember it and finish it in your head before you see the next billboard. Oh, And there's a lot of fucking billboards, dude. So <laughs> it's just this constant game of, and- Obviously, it's a terrible game to play while you're driving, guys, because it's totally distracting Yeah, don't dangerous. do that. Don't do it. I'm a professional. I've been doing this my whole <laughs> life. Um, and if I go too long without seeing a billboard, uh-huh. I'll use license plates.
0: Interesting. Mm-hmm. I've heard about people doing that with the license plates before. People will... Go and look at the numbers on them, or they'll they'll turn the letters into numbers. I was just going to say I've taken it
1: a a step further. I'll I'll take the letters, and I'll give it the place in the alphabet, whatever number it is, and then I'll count that as the number, and I'll add it up.
0: Yeah, see, that interests me zero. I love it. I'm all (laughs) about—I am— I am first and foremost just a fucking daydreamer, dude. I used to, I used to get yelled at in school so much for just like Adam, like they'd snap at me, like Adam, come Hello. look up here, and I'm like, oh, what, what, huh? Like, oh, I'd get so lost in my head. I do when I'm driving, also, which also don't do that. Don't daydream while you drive. Just, just don't drive at all, guys. Just don't drive at driving all. Driving is it's, so dangerous. Just don't do it. It's dangerous. Kind of on that subject, have you heard of mind palaces? Have you heard of that? A mind palace, like where you
1: go when you like, um, uh, what's that? When you meditate, like
0: kind of. I mean, I guess you could say the way to quote unquote access your mind palace would be through meditation. It's like your happy place, right? Not, not so much. The at least that's not the way that I've interpreted. Like. What I've heard it is is you're basically turning your brain and every aspect of your brain, so all of your memories and stuff into that like a palace. Some some place. So it could be it could be a library for you, it could be a house, it could be a mansion, whatever it is. I want it to be
1: that place like in Aladdin with the big crazy domes on top.
0: Oh, okay. You know like that kind of palace. That's mine. Okay, there you go. Mm-hmm. And well within this palace <laughs> you put like all of your memories. So you can say this room is all my childhood memories. This room is all of this. This room is everything I've learned about this subject. Interesting. And the idea is that you can take in all this information and then whenever you need to access that information, well, you know where it is within your mind palace. So it's going to step further with creating the picture. You're creating a world. You're creating a place for you to actually go and say, oh, what was that thing I learned about when I was, you know, 20 years old.
1: See that sounds great and exciting and I hate it. It's you it hate scares it? me. I'm scared of it. If, Why? Cuz it sounds like a dream. I don't like dreaming. Oh uh, well. Just like true. I wish that we didn't have to dream because it just creeps me out and I have perfectly nice good dreams. <laughs> Nothing bad happens. There's no chaos right. Right. But it's just so weird like I don't know. I always have dreams where I'm at the grocery store, or I'm driving a car, or, like, I'm always doing real-life shit.
0: Right. See, I don't get dreams like that at all. No? My dreams are always so... I won't say always, but there are nights I'll have these crazy, vivid, intricate dreams with just these wild stories you could write a book about.
1: (laughs) So, on that note, real quick, just so you guys know, Adam loves to dream. I do. And... I don't know if we should admit to this, but I'm throwing you under the bus on this one, Adam. What's up? So Adam will use nicotine patches sometimes. (sighs) And on the box, it specifically says, caution, if you wear this shit to bed, you're going to have crazy fucking dreams. And Adam will purposely put um, nicotine patches on before bed Mm -hmm. so that he can explore his dreams.
0: Oh, it is such (laughs) an experience. Every (laughs) time, too. It really is. I. I one day I'm I'll have to go through my dreams with you guys, but I've like okay. Let me give you one dream I've had. Okay. Now this dream wasn't even on a nicotine patch. This is just a normal dream. This is actually a normal dream I had when I was younger, (laughs) still living at my parents. But for whatever reason, it just stuck with me. Right. Okay. So I'm in this giant stadium, and in the stadium are just thousands and thousands and thousands of people, and this thing's ginormous right okay so you have the spots where the audiences are sitting and then there's like this 50 foot drop and below is a body of water there's just like a pool a giant pool right okay yeah now smack dab in the middle of this arena that's surrounded by water 50 feet below where the audience is sitting (laughs) is this small tiny little like water jungle gym kind of thing okay, and it's yeah, and it yeah. com- and it's being held up out of the water 50 feet into the air so that it's level with the audience
1: this sounds incredible
0: yeah so and all it was was it was like a bridge and then on this bridge there was room for like people to hang out on but then there were f- slides that came down but the slides didn't go all the way down to the water. Oh. They went down to maybe to where you you were dropping 40 feet into the water instead of 50 feet into the water. Okay? And this it was such a vivid dream. And I remember I was up there. I was in my swimsuit. I was I think I was like 14 or 15 when I had this dream. So I was with other people my age on this weird bridge jungle gym thing with these slides. And it wasn't a long dream. It was just people were talking to each other, having a good time. And then they would go down these slides. And once they got out of the slide, they dropped 40 feet into the water. And I finally got the courage to go onto one of these. This this particular slide I was going on required you to like have a tube, like when you're at a water Uh park, right?
1: Yeah. Go all out.
0: And the, this particular slide had this sharp turn in it as it was going down and so I remember getting pushed down into the slide, and it wasn't one of those closed slides. It was one of those ones that were open, like a like a half pipe almost. Yeah. Oh, yeah. No you know I know. It doesn't mean? have a roof on it. Yeah. yeah exactly. Just the bottom. So I went down this on this tube, and there was a part where there was this sharp turn, and I was going so fast. To where I came off of the sharp turn. Oh, no. And I kept going straight to where the audience was sitting. And the second I got to the audience, I woke up. Oh, wow. But it was just super vivid. So those are the weird kind of dreams I get. I don't dream like that. Yeah. That's I- crazy. That's crazy. I get a lot of weird ones like
1: that. I have a very specific painting in my head of that. what you just described, too. Really? That's a great description.
0: Oh, man. It's, yeah. I was able to, it was that vivid. I, I remember all uh, the details from so, it. You, you want to know the dream that scarred me as a child? What? So I had
1: this dream for about two weeks, like uh-huh. every day, consecutively, and it got to a point where I almost had to go talk to someone. It was It was bad. So I had this preschool that I went to, and I hated it. It was horrible. Okay. And I didn't even have to go to preschool. My mom chose to put me in preschool just so I could like. Socialize. Socialize with kids. Yeah. And I was not about that life. (laughs) I hated it. Right. So I would get these dreams that I was in the uh, like playground Uh of the preschool. And there was this one slide in particular. It was a little slide. But I was the only one standing on two legs. All of the other kids were running around on all fours. Like Mm -hmm. on their hands and their feet with their like backs arched up in the air and they were running around like that and they had really really long tongues okay and they would come up and they would just like grab your hand and they would just like suck on your whole hand or they would grab like your foot or your kneecap and they would just like suck on your whole kneecap and it (laughs) wasn't it wasn't to try to eat you it wasn't to hurt you it was nothing and i wasn't scared in the dream it was just sounds creepy but it was just totally what they did and i was the only one who didn't do that and, that, that was it. and I hated it. It was a horrible dream, Adam, and it scarred me. And then one day I just stopped having it. It was done. Oh, this was a reoccurring dream. Dude, it happened for like two weeks straight every single night. I would oh get the same dream.
0: So there were two specific dreams when I was super little. Like I'm talking about like five and younger. And... Or no, I would actually say five or older because the second dream I think is actually I was a little more into elementary school. But anyways, there were two dreams that I specifically remember when I was younger waking up in tears and like calling out to my mom. Oh, right? Oh, no, yeah. But when I tell them to you, they're gonna seem very silly. But just to my yeah, as a child, it was scarring. As my yeah, oh exactly. yeah, I understand. So the first dream I had, and this is the. This is not only this is not only one of the silliest dreams I've had, but it's the earliest dream I remember. Oh wow! Yeah, and it was me underneath a chair. Like a wooden chair, right? So it was like I was hiding underneath this wooden chair, and I was in the middle of the desert. And around me in this desert was like, there was sand blowing. There was like these adobe houses scattered everywhere, right? Okay, yeah. And then smack dab in the middle of this square of this fucking desert village is just this single wooden chair, and I'm hiding under it. And it's quiet. All you can hear is the wind. What a strange like, dream for a child to there's, have. There's, there's no people around. Nothing. I'm just hiding under this chair, <laughs> and there's silence. And then all of a sudden, from from above me, there's a face that brings itself down, like so that it's looking at me, right? So it's no. Based, so from atop the chair. Oh my god, I'm that is there, terrifying. Right? But it was E. T.
1: That's even more terrifying. So
0: it was E.T. He like, his face came down from above the chair, looked at me, and his finger was there and it was glowing. Oh, his it, finger was glowing? Oh,
1: that's kind of cute.
0: And he just went like, ow. And then I woke up. But I just woke up in tears. Just, that's
1: traumatizing.
0: Yeah. That's
1: absolutely traumatizing. I think traumatizing. I was
0: five when I had that dream. And yeah, I just woke up in tears and I still remember it till this day. It was the weir- one of the weirdest dreams I've had. But it just scarred me for a while, though. Yeah, that's really strange.
1: I never have crazy E.T. Yeah. dreams like that, dude.
0: The second one I had when I was a little older, still in elementary school, but I think I was maybe like seven or eight at this point, point. and same thing, woke up in tears about it, but very silly dream, and it was just me at school with my friends at my elementary school at the time, and for some reason, going about my day, I think I probably lived a few days within the dream, uh-huh. right? But I had a third eye right in right in the middle of my forehead. Like
1: the like the green dude from Dragon Ball Z. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Kind of. Yeah. Uh-huh. But so I had this. <laughs> but it, but it was weird. Like it but I made be an outcast at my school. Yeah. And specifically, I remember in the dream, my third eye like stank. It stunk. Yeah. Oh no! Like, you got the stank. It eyes. just yeah exactly. <laughs> I had the stank eye. And like, but that's that's all it was. It wasn't like anybody abused me in the dream. There wasn't a monster in the dream. I was just an outcast at my elementary school and I had this stupid fucking eye that smelled like a skunk. So nobody wanted to be around me. And I just woke up and I was just in fucking tears about it. I was so traumatized by it. And again, even though it was years and years and years ago, I still remember it vividly till this day. Those two dreams. How funny. Yeah. I have some weird extra. dreams. They definitely scarred you. As I'm older though, I get weird dreams like that, that I think some people would consider nightmares, but I don't consider them nightmares. I consider, I find them actually very interesting. Like I'll wake up and I'm like, huh. I never feel scared or anything. The dreams that scare me are actually weird. I think a nightmare for me anymore
1: would be like having the repo company come and like take my truck away. Really? You know, if I had that kind of dream or like the electricity turned off. And I have, like, a $700 bill to get it back on that I can't pay. That's a nightmare. So
0: your dreams sound much more rooted in, like, reality. All of my dreams are. I right. have
1: super realistic dreams. That's yes. It's
0: so, so weird. In I mine, don't even get peace when I sleep. And mine are just so over the top and just obnoxious. Yeah. But yours are just, like, going to the grocery store. What do you think store? I hate
1: dreaming, Adam? Because <laughs> I do that shit in real life. I'm right. sick of it. I want to do it while I'm sleeping. <laughs>
0: that's so that's me cr- time. That's so crazy. I wonder why that is, though. Like, I I mean, I guess uh, nobody really knows either, but. It's just one of those
1: oddities of life. Yeah. Did you ever dream you'd have a podcast?
0: I, you know what? I never did. You never did? No.
1: I never did either. (laughs) (laughs) Never.
0: It's funny. I remember when I first had an iPod. There's an old statement. So I had an iPod and one of the options on the iPod, it would have like, you know, listen to music, your playlist, this, that, the other thing, whatever it was. And I remember podcast was always an option. This is back in like 2008, 2009. Yeah. And I was just always like podcast. Who, uh, who would ever do that? Yeah. I was like, who the fuck is listening to those? And then come to find that some of my <laughs> favorite podcasters have been. We love podcasts. Yeah. And they've, and they've been doing this since like around that uh-huh. time. So I just had no idea it was that old of an industry i was definitely older when i got into it um it was about a week ago
1: (laughs) (laughs) and aren't you happy you did oh it's been the best it's great guys uh,
0: well i think we've uh i think we've reached our time today
1: oh my gosh it's it's valentine's day it's
0: valentine's day
1: we're we're right that was an hour of valentine's
0: day that was an hour of valentine's day i'm so
1: glad i spent it here with
0: you and and all of you and all of you we love you so much you are our valentines today you guys
1: really do rock we appreciate all your support and all of the uh the views that we're getting Mm -hmm. are just out of the roof guys it's crazy um we're getting subscribers every day you guys are sharing it with friends you're sharing it with family it's a huge amount of support guys and we do just want to say thank you
0: Yeah, thank you guys so much. And just remember, you know, we are still on Twitter and SoundCloud and Facebook and Instagram and all those other fun things so please you know follow us tell your friends about us uh, we still have the goFundMe which I think we've mentioned a couple times now so it, no we, we forgot I don't but, think
1: we we were going to and then we just didn't that's
0: true so www.gofundme.com forward slash hardly millennials where you can find our goFundMe if you're oh, willing good to good to know thank you Thanks. if you're if you're willing to throw somebody in the jar we always appreciate <laughs> it Um, But anyways, I hope everybody's having a wonderful Valentine's Day. And if you are watching this the next day or later on, which you probably are, then I hope your Valentine's Day was great and everything you deserved. I'm sure it was. It better
1: have been. (laughs) We'll see you next time, guys. Yeah,
0: see you guys later. (laughs) Bye-bye.